Hello and welcome to the tea. A surprise edition of the tea. You gotta warn me when you're doing things. No, it was a surprise. But it is a surprise. We're yes. dropping our mixtape like Beyonce. Yes. On this, the turkey day of your dreams. Ta-da! We, yeah. we just love you so much. And we got so many questions last time, we couldn't answer them all for our special mailbag episode, The Cheesening. Mail of the bag. Mail of the cheese. Bag yes. of the cheese. Thanks of the giving. <laughs> um, so yeah, we wanted to give you guys some extra content and I don't know. Yeah. You're wearing your mashed potato hat. No. It's the same color as gravy. <laughs> I um I have this like weird headache, so I'm just going to say it off the top if I'm in a weird mood today. I'm not in a mood. I'm just kind of like, Ugh. Yeah. You're yeah. like me four days ago. I was just like flat on my back. Yeah, the weather. And yeah, the... shit. It's not. It got really cold and icy yeah. and wintry and snowy, and then they froze all the bugs in the air, and we were like, right. good, this is going to last us for winter. Yeah. And then everything got to like 50 degrees again, and all the bugs were like, surprise, we're free. And and I have a humidifier, but I still don't think it does enough for me in my apartment. I just feel so dry. I'm yeah, like I'm a crispy achy. critter, yeah. for sure. I got a humidifier for work, and I was like giddy. Oh, I love them. I know. The but, plants are going to be happy. And I do this thing where I take like 10 million showers during yep. whenever it's cold. I just like wake up and... I, I'll take two showers before I leave the house. Yep. Just because I was like, I need to like. Yeah, you got to steam that shit out. <sighs> yeah. I agree completely. And I love my little facial steamer. that I keep that on. I know. I'm jealous. I need to amazing. get one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of the theater kids in college used to have them, and they'd like all sit by each other, like culty style, really? steaming each other. Yeah. Because it opens up all your shit, and then you can sing higher notes. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That explains why my voice sounds so beautiful all the time. It's so resonant and gorgeous. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, we have more questions. We don't have yeah. more cheese because I feel like there's only so much smacking yeah. into the microphone that we are allowed to do. We are recording this Monday before it drops. Uh, so, yeah. I yeah. have Crash Landing, All Stars later tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Frozen 2 earlier. Hey, Just, I heard it was good. It was good. I like the first one better, but it's sure. good. You know. There's nothing like the first time. I mean. <laughs> the first time in forever. Okay. <laughs> do you want to go? You do, yeah, you, you, I'll you do the first one. Out. All right. I'm going to read this like it's spelled. What is your favorite holiday food? <laughs> it can be from any holiday or specifically Thanksgiving. And that's Jenna from Chicago. I love favorite a... a, a um, I love a... What's it called? Sweet potato with mm. the casserole with marshmallows. I feel like that is a controversial opinion sometimes. Why? Because people I don't like, like marshmallows. Of, I feel like a lot of people don't like marshmallows. Oh, I, I love if it's those a texture thing. But when they're melty, it's like the best. Yeah, so good. And it gets crispy on top. My dad likes it with pecans on top too. Yeah, like candied pecans. Because it's kind of a like a um, a dessert scammed in the middle of Thanksgiving yeah. that I like. So. But also a squash, so versatile. Yeah. She's got the range. I I love all Thanksgiving food, really. Like, well, I don't care about a green bean casserole or anything Jello related. Like, Ooh, get yes. out of my house. Difficult. No. Traditional, but difficult. Turkey, I would say, is probably my my part that I'm just like, sure, I'll grab a piece just to be here. But my mom's turkey is fucking phenomenal. Is it? She yeah. Martha makes a mean turkey. My mom makes a quiche on mm. Thanksgiving and Christmas. We'll make like three different quiches. Yes, quiche. And it is a really nice addition. 
when? Like from morning, noon, and night? Does your mom just? Oh yeah, she'll. Cause it's an usually, anytime quiche. We'll we'll have people over usually like you know one o'clock. Mm-hmm. So right, I feel like the rules. Quiche. This is something nobody talks about. The rules of the day on Thanksgiving yeah, are weird. Meal times just go out the window. Yeah, you're just like okay. When will we be ready to eat? You and, eat the co- you drink the coffee. You eat your like bagel or beignet or Danish or whatever the hell you eat in the morning. Start eating just turkey and ham. Yeah, like. By the pound. And people are getting ready. They're wearing their stretchy pants. Yeah. They know they're going to just stuff themselves. And then you eat all day long. And then you take a break. And then you eat again until like midnight. And then I will eat those leftovers until I go back home. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's what they're for. Yeah. <laughs> like making my own little KFC bowl. Yeah. That's my shit. What's your favorite? What's your jam? Um, I love... I rarely get to have these, but there are these... Um, Italian Christmas cookies that have a little bit of aniseed in them flavoring, like licorice mm. but not like overwhelming like licorice candy. It's just okay. like a little teeny bit. They're made of this like really like golden, lots of egg yolky dough. And then, but they take like, I tried to make them one year and my arms got so tired. I had to call in like backup from <laughs> the rest of my family. I was like, I cannot knead this dough anymore. You have to knead the dough for like four hours. That's why Italian women have strong arms. Needed me. Sorry. <laughs> but it's uh, an intense cookie situation and then they make little tiny tiny little cookies they're like like little nuggets of cookie love that and then you drizzle honey all over all of them wow yeah it's good it's i like the ones with sprinkles on them they put them in those little tins Tins, that sewing supplies are supposed to go in i love (laughs) right yeah that my dad would keep like pennies in yeah um I love a pecan pie. Mm-hmm. Anything really rich and sweet like that. Yes. Apple, fruity things. It's fine. I will engage. Pumpkin. Okay. We can hang. But <laughs> pecan, we're going home together. You know, it's not really a holiday pie, but my family has had it for years because I just love it so much. It's that key lime pie on okay, a holiday. I'm, that is a fruit pie that I can deal with. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not really fruit. No. Oh, it's good. Yes. It's kind of got, yeah, yeah, because it's kind of got a cheesecake situation. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm down. And sometimes there's a little meringue on the top. Mm. Yeah, I'm into it. And I love when people... Why don't we have pie right yeah, now? Yeah, can we do... Damn a, it. Yeah, a pie along. We have not prepared <laughs> properly for this episode. Um. All right. Uh, next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. Lucky, do you have any tips for surviving grad school? Question mark. Oof. I'm in my second year and love what I'm studying. <laughs> I'm feeling burnt out right now, but still have a giant ass project to finish for one of my classes. Have to take my boards exam in four weeks. Any advice on how to keep going and staying sane at the same time? Erica from Omaha. Erica, are you drinking water? <laughs> right. This is the number one worst crime of grad school is that you, really? you're just dehydrated the whole time because you don't think about it. Because you're that, pounding coffee. Because you're pounding coffee yeah. to stay awake it's and that culture. drains you. Also, sometimes tisk tisk you're smoking cigarettes and that also makes you a crispy critter mm-hmm. and it's winter time drink water water keeps you awake sometimes better than coffee because you don't spike and fall if you're just mm. like drinking water all night long of course then you're getting up to pee every five yeah. minutes but then you're also getting exercise do you know that the the things in your mouth that make you feel no what is it it's whatever <laughs> whatever it is that makes you feel hungry like yeah. the sensation okay so those sensations uh, for thirst are really weak. Yeah. So a lot of times we, um, if we're dehydrated, we think that we might be hungry. But mm-hmm. actually, if you drink a lot of water, it, it can actually help. 
that. Right. Yeah. So yeah. during the day, you should just be drinking water just all drink day. Drink more water. Also, fa- you're eating fast food because you're in grad school and you don't right. have time to cook for yourself. So like you're full of sodium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drink more water. And beyond that, I would say make sure you're taking breaks. They don't have to be long breaks, but like little breaks. Mm-hmm. You just need to give yourself time to like regroup from all of the intense brain focus. Otherwise, you will literally go crazy. What do you do on a break? Uh exercisey things friend things outdoor things yeah i used to take lots of walks i love a good walk to love a walk if i'm writing or something and i can't get a fucking thought out or Mm -hmm. i just go on a long ass walk and and it clears my head yeah and if you can get near a big body of water i don't know you're in omaha maybe there's a lake somewhere or a river somewhere go near running water (laughs) yeah it's very important it like cleanses your soul take and a also take, a, take ba- a bath. Oh, I love a bath. Yeah. I think my best when I'm in a bathtub. Yeah. I didn't, there was this, um, at the last apartment I had, like my like weird little sublet studio situation, the bathtub was tiny and also the enamel, it was like a 1920s building. So everything was old. The pipes were old. The enamel was like peeled up and rusting and stuff. So I didn't, I was like, I am not putting my body into this with water. I feel like I will just like make a, you know, laudanum stew and go some kind of like vintage (laughs) twenties crazy. So I like didn't have a, I didn't take a bath for like, I took showers. Um, I bathed myself. I just didn't take a (laughs) bath for like five months or something crazy. And then just moved in like two weeks ago to this gorgeous new apartment, clean, pristine, new bathtub, mm. took a bath. And it was also like deep. My other bathtub was like tiny. So I felt like I was like a cracker floating on top of it. But this one, oof, I sunk into that thing and I just, mm. I almost cried. I was like, this is exactly the feeling I've been missing. Um, Denali's been teaching me dance moves. Yeah. And so I have to stretch for a lot of them. So Important. I'll take a hot ass bath and then mm-hmm. I'll do like my leg stretches and it's yeah. just part of my like nightly routine. That's really good. Yeah. You're going to do the splits later. She just got, Oh, no. she just got silent. Well, uh, you'll see. Ah! <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited too. Death drops ahoy. Um, so breaks, breaks, baths, bath, talk to your water, friends, talk to your friends, FaceTime them. If they're not, if you don't have any friends in grad school, which is okay. Cause it's very isolating. <laughs> it's true. FaceTime people too. Like call your folks. See yeah. their faces, hear their voices. It's important. That'll and remember why you're doing it, because sometimes that gets lost too. Yeah. It that- took me so long to graduate that I was like, How why long? am I even doing this? Well, it was, uh, it's a three-year program. And then I had, you have two years to do your thesis. And then I had to get an extension because there was some administrative kerfuffle. And mm. they almost didn't let me graduate because of stupid bureaucratic financial bullshit. Oh, God. They accidentally charged me for a full year of tuition that they shouldn't have. What the fuck? Yeah, my student account had like an extra $40,000 charge what? on it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because someone, I accidentally registered for a class I never should have been able to register for. So instead of paying like $100 to keep being in school, they were like, surprise, you took this one class, so we're charging you full tuition for the quarter. Oh, scam, scam, mm -hmm, scam. And then I like messaged somebody being like, surely this is a thing that can be fixed. This was a complete mistake. Here are all of these professors saying I did not take an actual class. And they were like, we're sorry, there's nothing we can do about it. You have to pay us before the end of the quarter or you can't register again. What'd you do? Uh, Fought tooth. I I cried and curled into a ball and my advisor... And I think the head of my program and one other professor who I'd taken classes with, like, went to bat for me. And they were like, this is wild. And they got everything reduced except 
I think I had a health insurance charge that I had mm. to pay, which was also bullshit. But like, bureau, the bureau, bureaucracy of academia is insane. And a lot of times they're all just different uh, areas. They're all infighting with each other yeah. too. So oh like, yeah, the drama is crazy. Yeah. So like, of course, the teachers hate you know a lot of right. the other administration, and then some this, faculty his, member has said something bad about this dean yeah. at this point, and then the dean was like, "Well, I'm going to cut all this funding for your program or whatever." Yeah. yeah luckily, we we finally managed to get it handled. But I stopped working on my thesis for like six months because I was like, well, if I can't fin, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I got really demoralized and weird about it. And then I had to get an extension because all my professors were in Europe when I was supposed to defend. So how long did this whole process take? Five and a half years. Jesus. It was a lot. And PhD students have to go even longer. I don't know what their program is, but yeah, it was a lot. But I made it. I'm out now. Ta-da. Sometimes I forget. And you know when you have right. like dreams at night that you're on the school bus and your homework's not done? Those are the ones that I have. Those are, I would say if I have, I don't really have like nightmares, but 90% of dreams that I have that are like unpleasant yeah. are I am in school and I'm, and the the fear, the thing that is taking me over is that I'm stuck in school and then it's like year one and I still got to do four years of yep. this thing. And I'm seeing literal people that I went to high school with and they're not doing anything particularly evil. They're just around. Uh-huh. And that is like that. I mean, because I hated school so much. I felt so trapped by it. And like, yeah. It, it, I, I never, I was a terrible test taker and all that stuff. And I just, that is such a very, very particular like trauma for me where I'm yep. like, I, I get me out of, I can't walk into a school. I don't yeah. <laughs> want to be around a school. It just really, I don't want to call it trauma because it's not that bad. It's kind of trauma. But it's just, it's a little bit of trauma. It takes you to a bad place. And, and so, yeah, I will go I all the time. I'll have mm-hmm. dreams. Oh God, I'm back in school and I got these tests and they take forever and I see these people and I hate them and I don't want to talk to them, but I have to. Yeah. It's just like a dull pain. That is the pain of school. It's yes, like a dull a pain. Dull, like, a dull constant uh, roar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's, I still have to work up at Northwestern all the time. Mm. Like I was there this weekend for a stage reading. So like it just, um, I'm having flashbacks right now. <laughs> literally, literally I'm having that feeling right now. Yeah. It's, it's bad and it keeps, I get triggered. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, you haven't finished your thesis. And yeah. I'm like, Diva, you did that in June. Like, you're done. It's okay. Yeah. It is done and published. You cannot fix it now. Yeah. And you wake up and you have that moment of like, it's just a dream. Yeah. You are 31. (laughs) You're a goddamn adult now and you finished it. You have graduated from graduate school. Hey, look forward to that, Erica from Omaha. (laughs) Congratulations. You're almost done. I promise. All right. You got the next one? Yeah. How can I, as a cis white gay man, use my privilege to be a better advocate for our trans brothers and sisters? I sometimes struggle with speaking out and trying to raise awareness as I don't want to overstep and speak on the trans experience when I don't have firsthand knowledge of everything they go through. Love you both. Thank you for such insightful and hilarious content. Ryan Jones from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, I'll throw this one to you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, thing one is lifting up other voices rather than using your own voice. Mm. So like if somebody's like blah, 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 trans people, you can be like, have you read this thing that so-and-so like you got to educate yourself first. So you know where to point people. Right. But your job is literally like 
you're standing in the middle of a traffic zone and people are driving cars at trans people and you're like, nope, go that way. Yeah. Look at that billboard that this person said that thing on. Read this article this person said that thing on. But did you hear so-and-so talk about this thing? Like, right. it's not about you, but it can be, you can be a guide for other people that's like, hey, I read all of these things. And also you're going to be able to speak to their experience possibly in a way that other trans people may not be able to get through. Mm -hmm. Like a cis dude can go up to another cis dude and be like, yo, that's not cool that you said that thing about trans people. And here's a person, here's an article to read or here's a, you know, an infographic (laughs) or whatever, like educate yourself first. so You can educate other people, I think. Yeah. And I feel like my answer is literally what I just did was just to go, okay, now let's defer to someone who actually like, yeah, you did did exactly right. And like, and and even as far as like on your Twitter timeline, are you constantly saying things from your cis male point of view and and constantly being like, Hey, I want to say that these people get this, you know, this is how you should blah, blah, blah. Or do you just retweet them? Like, do you just, do you just, you know, like that to me yeah. is a big thing. Like, do you just share the story and say, yeah, this, just amplify it, the, amplify it. Don't speak over it because I, I do hate when I see that. Yeah. And people kind of making things about themselves. Yep. Uh, yep. It's not about you. Not about it's about you. the other voices. Yeah. So lift them up, point people in the right direction. Yeah. Educate yourself so that you can, you know, speak with authority about where people should look, but don't be like, this is the trans experience, friend. Let me give you my trans 101 PowerPoint. I love yeah. giving people literature. Like, even yeah. I am not, like, I don't speak for all trans people, right. you know? Like, that I definitely don't speak for too. trans women of color. Yeah. I definitely don't speak for people who are not non-binary folks. Like, right. I just know where to point people. Exactly. Because I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big part of it. You're doing okay, buddy. <laughs> um. All right. Okay, this one's confronting us. <laughs> uh, has a show in Chicago ever started at like 8.30? I'd love to go out to more shows during the week, but it's really tough when you have to get up for work on a Tuesday morning. God, I feel like such an old person <laughs> asking this question, but I love seeing clips from Plot Twist or Crash Landing that would really like to come and would really like to come to support without being exhausted at work the next day. Jeff from Chicago. <sighs> you want to take this one? Nightlife happens at night, diva. Ah! <laughs> like, uh, it's, I, I understand, but like, um, I, I have mean, a day job. Yeah. I don't know. The answer is, eh, but nah. But also like <laughs> there's, there's lots of weekend shows in the middle of the day. Like go to a brunch. Yeah. You know, you can't go to everything. This is part of being an adult in the world, right? Is we can't yeah. go to everything. But they're sucks, specifically but. saying during the week, it's tough when I got to wake up on a Tuesday and like, you know, tonight crash landing starts at 1030. Go to the first half. Yeah. Sorry, you're missing. Yeah, go to the first yeah. half and then watch the second half on Insta from your bed. You're still supporting. You're still yeah. going out and saying hi to people. Yeah. And like. Uh, it, it really is built around, especially like a Monday. I mean, it's built so much around like industry people because yeah. a lot of like Monday for us is an industry night. And um, I, I know it's different on like Thursday and stuff, but like a lot of what we appeal to is like people from other bars who are off and stuff mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I, and yeah, it's hard for me to sympathize with people that like have day jobs because I'm like, I don't know, stay out later. <laughs> like not to be a bitch. It, it, but no, like, it is hard though. But I I feel you. Yeah, I, yeah, I got to get up at 6:30 in the morning. Some and sometimes you just make that sacrifice, friend. You just yeah. are like, "Hey, this is one show that I really really want to go to. Yeah. I just know that I'm going to have to like 
nap during my lunch break right. or like just deal with it until I get home at 5 p.m. and crash. I would say the shorthand version of the answer would be because we can't get enough people to come yeah. to Berlin at 8.30, we can get more people to come at 10.30. That's true. And we've tried to put stuff earlier and it just doesn't work. So like, sorry you're in the minority with this one, but we got to put it, uh, you know. More people, people don't want to party at 7 p.m. People feel weird coming out at that time. Yeah. But there are shows that have been like um, anti-heroines show mm-hmm. for the kids happens. What yeah, Auntie's Treasures. Auntie's Treasures, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, there's Meeting House on Sundays. It starts at 3 p.m. There's brunch, there's brunch shows. Oh, but you have but 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., yeah. like, that's enough time to get drunk and then fall yeah. asleep. I love Sundays. I love Sundays. Sundays are kind of a catch-all for everybody because you Mm -hmm. get, like, the weekend warriors who, like, go out during the day because they can, you know, be home by, like, 8. Yeah. You know? I love going out Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Just be grateful. Be grateful that you don't live in New York where they start drag shows at 1.45 in the morning, maybe, on a Wednesday. True. Like, (laughs) I was like, when's my call time? And they laughed at me. Yeah. (laughs) They just, you know... It's a different kind of life over there. For my shows, at least, I try to end them by 12. Mm-hmm. Tonight, I'll, I'm, I'm talking about this like it's relevant. It will have happened three <laughs> days ago for you. But, uh, you know. We're in the future. It's going to be. But, uh, yeah, it'll. It's going to be a really big show. So we're going to try to start it specifically on time. But I am. And I've talked about this on the pod many times. I don't like dragging people out any longer than they need to be there because mm-hmm. I don't want to be in drag any longer than I need to be. And yeah. I don't think an audience wants to just stick around with the promise of, hey, the show's going to... In after three this hours, break, we'll it, have another set. No. And the reason that yeah, we that me crazy. are so well attended is because of the consistency and people like that. They so know what to expect. If we can try to get you out by 12, 1230, that is, you know... Respectfully, that's what I'm trying to do. Sorry. But, you know. I'm sorry we have to be adults and have real jobs, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I don't have any sympathy for you. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is, but <laughs> it's still nightlife. All right. Lucky and T, how has doing this podcast changed each of your approach to drag? Has it changed your approach Miranda to drag? From Chicago. Oh, Miranda. <laughs> sorry, Miranda. I didn't say your name. I don't know if it has changed my approach to drag. You think it has. I think it's changed the way that you think about your audience. Okay. I think it has. I mean. It's definitely I, given me an outlet. Yeah. To say things that sometimes I would just like kind of post on Twitter or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's easier for me to say things that, and I don't want to say that they're negative, but I think it's easier for me to have strong opinions on things here mm-hmm. than it is to put it online and remove all the context and yeah. consolidate it into a small tweet. Like it's easier to ha- go more in depth on conversations of things that I have a strong opinion about than to right. just pop up online and go, why are we doing this? You know, like I feel like it feels really negative there, but in, it, to be able to have a whole conversation has been nice because I can actually flesh out conversations right, and in we're, real time. You know, oh, Trey. Trey's all snuggled up in a blanket <laughs> on the couch. But I was going to say something about you that was nice is that Trey only cuts out the stuff that we like yell about and we're like we need to cut this out oh yeah like just in case something gets wild or we get angry about stuff but we fully have the option to just speak directly to y'all and nobody's gonna come in and be like re-edit it to make it sound like we didn't say something we you know yeah didn't say i don't don't know know. if that made sense (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I need cheese. It's been, yeah, it's just been nice to have the conversations. It it feels like a, a good way to just air everything out mm-hmm. respectfully. Because I never want to have a podcast where we're like calling people out or confronting people. But if people are asking specific questions, like yeah. it's nice to be able to say your opinion. Yeah. I, I feel like it lets us be more human. Yeah, I do too. I like hearing people's opinions on things even if I don't agree with them like that's why I've started listening to podcasts more like I'm allowed to disagree with my faves and stuff like that I just like hearing why people think the way they think yeah I think it's really interesting and I like sitting here with people and even though no one's really ever arguing it's just like to hear people you know yeah be like I don't feel that way yeah and then you're like oh what okay why and then you get to actually hear why, and it's not combative because right. they know that we're not in a space exactly. where we're going to attack them. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's interesting. I think there w- there continues to be surprises for me in my life as an only child that other people <laughs> don't think the exact way that I think. Yeah, and I say that like fully knowing how I am, but trying not to be a brat because I was a brat for a long time. Yeah. But like, I, I like listening to other people's opinions because it's crazy to me that other people think differently than me because yeah. I have grown up, you know, not having been opposed on I, a lot of my thoughts. Wild. I don't know. I cannot, yeah. cause I have two twin sisters. So like they mm-hmm. got, they took a lot of energy from my parents. They yeah. like got a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. And like when they were younger too, one of them was like, Molly was like very, uh, I think I've said their names on the podcast before. Molly was like very just running around everywhere, getting in the dirt, bringing in bugs. Like my mom was like, okay, now I guess I got to do this and be careful that she doesn't jump out of a tree. And and Emily was just like very quiet and like very conservative, very nervous, like takes her a long time to try new things. And I'm like, I don't even know what I am. But I always knew that there were people in the world that had wildly different opinions than me about things. So I have no idea what yeah. that's like. I did not, you know, and I didn't have a ton of friends when I was little either. Uh-huh. So well, me neither. That's was, why we're here. Yeah. I was like fairly isolated. I mean, I was still obviously went to like public school and like, you know, all that stuff. So you obviously I, I'm around kids and stuff, but like, um, if I weren't homeschooled. Yeah. If I wanted something, I just kind of like got it. And like, if I had an opinion, like, be nice. you know, I, I just kind of like said it out loud. And like, it wasn't until like, I kind of moved out of my hometown and realized that like, there's more going on in the universe. It <laughs> sounds so stupid. And no. it's like a very basic, like I'm a townie kind of a way of thinking, but like, uh, yes, I'm very thankful to hear other people's opinions on things. And like, uh, and you know, and we get that in the questions too, not even yeah. just from the guests. Like somebody yeah. says, I'm having this experience and we both go, oh, yeah, that's different from my life. Yeah. Like, what is that about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's done all of those things for me too, but it's also made me think differently about the like performance stuff that I've been putting out into the world mm-hmm. because I mostly when people like will tweet at us or like. Um, send me a message on Instagram or something and they're like oh that thing you did like it reminded me of XYZ thing I felt this way about it and I'm just like oh that's not even remotely what I was thinking about but it does something really interesting and then I go oh that's how you're receiving me okay it's just I feel like I get more reflection now yeah which is nice it's been cool having people listen to it (laughs) like yeah I feel cool about it Yeah, I think I've said it before, like the podcast is something that like I'm so used to like doing something and immediately getting a reaction, posting Mm -hmm. pictures, you get likes, you post, 
you know, a joke, you get LOLs. You, you tell a joke <laughs> in person, you hear the laughter. Podcast, you put it out there, you wait a few days, and maybe people will comment about it on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, that's why I like having that conversation online as much as we can with mm -hmm. social media because otherwise I'm just like, are people listening? I mean, we're looking at the numbers and they're going up and it's really great. It's been really successful, but it's also that thing where you do kind of feel like you're shouting into the yeah, world. Yeah, like, is a, anybody listening to me? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it's been nice. I feel like as uh, more people have been listening where I'm like, I go places and I hear the feedback and people saying like, this is one of my favorite things. It's mm -hmm. nice to hear queer content. That's like non-confrontational. That's, you know, just people talking experiences. And it's it like, feels like it makes people happy. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. It's really crazy, especially when I go out of town and just like, yeah. random people come up to me and say, and uh, like, I listen to your podcast and like, to me, podcast was always kind of like the last frontier. Like I had mm -hmm. done all the other things I wanted to do and I thought, huh, maybe one day I'll do something like that. And like the fact that it's here is kind of surreal because like there's a lot of podcasts, but there's not a lot that are like kind of in our universe, I feel like. That's true. You know, yeah. not that kind of do there's like some good ones, how but we like do it not many. we do it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy to do that. Yay. Yay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um... Is this me? Yeah. What moment are you most thankful for in your career that maybe boosted you or helped you get where you are now? Tyler Hooper from Las Vegas. Mm. Um, is this where I say famous friends? Maybe. <laughs> is this where I just plus one myself to other people's careers? I mean, it, can, it helps when somebody who has a following lifts you up and goes, yes. this is a cool th I try to do that That's now. I, I mean, do. not that my following is that big, but it's like yes. enough to just be like, boop. Yeah. To be like, here, friend who is doing cool things, little lift. That's Just why a little bump. When I go to shows, I try to post. And even if they don't have like a show page, I'll write like goddess and then I'll tag lucky stiff. And like, yeah, I love that people can go from my page to yours and like that I can connect people to other shows. Like I love being able to do that. I think it's one of the most important things we as entertainers can do for each Absolutely. other. Absolutely. Just be like point over here. This yeah. is interesting. Cause there's such like crazy white noise. There's so many things happening. And especially with the internet being like, you know, a giant bunch of mouths all Successful. shouting at the same yeah. time. It is a nice little positive thing. And especially like when you see someone doing a cool thing, you want to be like, Hey, can we all like look at how cool this is? Look like, at the cool thing. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I do that like for like that. cats though too. <laughs> I'm like, look at this cat. Right. Yeah. I don't even like cats that much. I love cats. You love cats? You're a cat person. Yeah. I'm not going to get one though, but I like other people's cats. <laughs> I like cats that like me. I like cats that are interested in me. I like animals that are interested in me. <laughs> and if they don't pay me attention, I'm just like, well, fuck off. But like any there. animal? Like what about yeah. a snake that's interested like in you? Snake. Hey. Like snake. Okay. Yeah. Like a tarantula that's interested in you? Um, Actually, yeah. Oh I my God, really? Yeah. Wow. I just like, I, I, I don't know. Some animals I feel like just don't really like, I can't connect with them. Yeah. Like we used to have cats and then one is like so fun and like, hey, let's hang out. And the other one's like, leave me alone. I feel like they always come in pairs like that. Yeah. One doesn't give a one fuck. One is an asshole cat. Right. And everybody's like, oh, that's Willie. He's a jerk. <laughs> um. All right. I don't know. What yeah, was the we question? Didn't answer the, what are the moments? Oh, what are we thankful for? for? <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like the moments that really have have been helpful, besides 
other people lifting me up have been like when there's a person who I'm trying I'm like I have this crazy concept for a thing I don't know how to do it I need help can I and then I'm like hey friend can you please come and support me I'm sorry I can't give you very much money but I really am trying to do this cool art thing can you help me do it and the people that have been like yeah that's a cool concept I want to do that I want to help that happen and then they just jump in and do it like my favorite performances I've ever been able to do have been entirely because of the help of other people Mm. you know like and I and you feel suddenly like you're all working towards something or you're like in a community and I feel the same way when it's like this is a pan queer show that's really really cool and you have an opportunity to do something a little bit unusual you know what I mean something moments where you can like break out of the box a little bit and do something different so I guess producers with open doors and open minds and folks that want to help yeah yeah I agree is that our answer i think so okay it's built mostly friends who help us yeah i don't know i feel like there's so many i don't know i feel like every step is a tiny little step that got into a new place if you like view it correctly so yeah you know if you're uh, every every day you should be going all right what's tomorrow yeah so like i don't know I guess there's really big ones like Milwaukee Pride. Getting that has sure. been amazing. Like getting to do Pride stuff has been really cool. Like, but then you think about why those exposure. things happened, yeah. and it's because a friend of a friend of a friend yeah. said, "Yo, look at this person." Because I got this show that, yeah. I, I, you know, the, the, like most wanted in the beginning, and then this led to that, or I started working at matinee, and just yeah, it's a domino little effect. tiny things. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a marathon and not a sprint. Yeah, of course, it's always great when like Rihanna retweets you or something. Yeah. Rihanna, please retweet me. She doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> we don't know that. Rihanna, please retweet me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, that's you. It's me. How do you think we can bring drag to more places that are not clubs? Do you think there's enough interest to make that viable? Gina from Chicago. I've performed in some places that aren't clubs. I feel like that's you <laughs> so much as like you're always at like a museum or a something like that. Yeah, it's or true. A speakeasy. Like a, a, oh, I love a speakeasy. Yeah, a, a museum or a speakeasy or a theater space. Or a, yeah. The hotel was, yeah. yeah. The hotel. I love doing that. I feel like sometimes taking drag out of contact. Oops. The popos. They're always on this street. I know. They're just checking on us. Um, Sometimes I feel like taking drag out of context is not good because a lot of drag is such a, it's such a queer art form. Hmm. Like it's the queer art form, I feel like. So there's context that sometimes is not there when you put it in a museum in front of a bunch of straight people. But specific drag is made for straight people. Like you go to certain shows and they want to, Dolly and they want a Beyonce and they want, you know, like certain stuff is packaged up for straight people. Yeah, it's true. Not all of it is. No. And I feel like if you put it in a different context, though, sometimes it like it, it like hyper focuses Mm -hmm. people on what you're doing in a way. Whereas like if you're doing a drag show on a Saturday night in a gay bar, sometimes there's a, like a level of white noise associated mm. with what you're doing. And they're just like, ah, yes, drag. Yeah. Yes. Acceptable to me. And, but if you like put it on a beach at like 5 PM in the sunset, then like people are like, Oh, and they really hyper like receive everything you're putting out there. I yeah. Know. I don't, I really, went to grad school. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I like it in clubs. Like personally, like I'll go see a, a good show anywhere, but, um, uh, I, 
I, it's, it's, it's easiest to bring it to a club because yeah. there's the things that people want. It's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. dim lighting, loud music and drinks. And yeah. that's the reason it's there. And I, there is like a big bump in social club kind of situations lately mm-hmm. with like less drinking and right. A lot of people um, are doing a sober November and, or mm-hmm. have, you know, issues with addiction. Yeah. And I obviously want to help that, but like monetarily it's that's where the money comes from so that is our issue and so you know what are you gonna do charge tickets for people to go sit in seats and then yeah there not be you know a a bar there like it's honestly it's just a a, it's a money thing yep the money and is all from the alcohol and if you don't have the alcohol you have to get like super super creative how to do that or you have to charge giant ticket prices which automatically means exactly. that you're excluding a whole group of people exactly so it's like do you want to do a show that everyone is just volunteering for because that's gonna really chop down who's gonna work for you yeah because you know hunky dory we would all love to hold hands forever and do that but you know it logistically yeah, doesn't make sense for me to show up to a show that i'm not being paid for because it's a sober makeup show. costs money and Hey man, yeah. like if people are buying mocktails, that's different. If people yeah. are, there's one show that I did where they, um, they had people buy little tokens, like wooden tokens mm-hmm. at the front desk when they like got their ticket and you could buy tokens and then give them to like vendors or people for like experiences or somebody would like do a specific, I know, this shut up. I love it. <laughs> but also it. like somebody would be like, okay, here's a token, like go over and give it to that person. And they'll suddenly give you like a piece of art that they've just made or, you know, oh, whatever. Weird. It was great. I loved it. Would love that. I got some good stuff. <laughs> Experiences. Ugh, you kids. Look, <laughs> I like what I like and I will not apologize. Um, all right. We have one last one. Wow. I feel like we sped through this. We thing. did, but you know, it's just a little amuse bush, if you will. <laughs> a it's little a little holiday teaser situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is okay. This, is this me? Yes. Yeah. As an Irish person, hey. I have always been fascinated by Thanksgiving. What are the best parts and how are you two celebrating? Gemma, Gemma from Cork, Ireland. Oh, and two X's. Kiss, kiss. Um, well, I guess we have to say Thanksgiving is a scam. Um, <laughs> it's the worst. It is the worst. It, it, in our history books, it was taught to us as like a big family get together um, after the pilgrims just kind of came over, decided they get, were going to hang out with Indians. Um, yeah, the friendly natives coming and being yes. like, please let us share our bounty with you. Yes. And, and then together everybody and then, raped and pillaged and yes. ruined everything forever. And I feel like it was like we knew that it what was in books was like kind of uh, I feel like it it wasn't necessarily taught to us like it was a super friendly thing like but it was definitely briefly grazed over yeah you know there were where, lots of like Tommy to Paolo drawings and like oh is that a, I don't know. yeah like Streganona he's like a children's oh. author oh no I don't know. yeah I'll show you pictures later everybody okay. looks like slightly puffy and a little bit drugged. <laughs> It's just like, I, I feel like, you know, they spent so much time like really telling us about other things. And then Thanksgiving was just like, this is how we got here. And like, you know, I think back to one of my favorite movies, the um, Adam's Family Values. Yes, the best Thanksgiving movie. I feel like that really was my first understanding that it was not 
a harmonious thing, you oh, know? No, really? It was. I mean, oh, well, granted, that came out when I was like, what, seven? Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. But, you know, it's taught to you. A time you and know, a place. Draw your hand turkey and eat your food and celebrate. And, and yeah, and don't like, don't oh look over God. here behind this curtain at all. Right. The genocide. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, uh, I think we all know it's a piece of shit holiday. It's the worst, but, but, but... It's a good reason to get together with family and yeah. friends and... Um, where are you going? Are you staying? Uh, I am. What are you doing? I'm flying home to Oregon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, whole family? No, just me and my parents, which will be, Ooh. I don't think we've ever done a Thanksgiving like that, but both okay. of my sisters have suddenly acquired very high powered, high paying jobs in New York. Oh, wow. Which I'm extremely proud of them, but also I feel like <laughs> a grungy hobgoblin. <laughs> like right. I'm like, wow, cool. Yeah. My sister took me into her office building and it was like beautiful and covered in glass and yeah. everybody looked really wow. well dressed and was wearing like different kinds of loafers and things. And I was like, nope. hi, I'm wearing my overalls. <laughs> and I, and <laughs> I was like, my sock has a hole in it. Bye. <laughs> um, I have a friend who's having a Friendsgiving and I'm going to do my uh, power move, which is <laughs> bring 36 Popeye's biscuits. Oh my God. And that's genius. And a fifth of Patron. Yes. Because, like I, that is minimal effort for me. I'm not going to bake a pie. That's not really my jam. Like <laughs> I don't want, want you to eat what I made. Like I'm not great at that, but Popeye's biscuits are always a fucking hit. They're delicious. Always a hit. Um, Oh, maybe I'll bring honey. Honey and biscuits. That's honey and biscuits is yes. good. And God yeah. knows those Popeye's biscuits. I love them, but they are dry. <laughs> uh, but I love them. Uh, and then Patron. No one's mad that you brought Patron. No. And I'm going to drink alcohol. myself. So. I mean, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you have other things. Yeah, well, that's why I'm excited to go to Oregon because shit's legal there. Oh, you're just going to smoke a lot of weed. Ba, ba, ba. Yeah. I'm going to take a massive edible and yeah. eat so much turkey. And then maybe my dad and I will watch Blade Runner again. <laughs> are you allowed to bring stuff back? No. No? No. I don't really know how that works. No, it's illegal here. Okay, well then don't. But also Okay. <laughs> <laughs> are you wait, are you smoking again? Are you have you no, started yet? You keep say, promising that you're gonna, gonna say, will you bring me back like a like a gummy or a lollipop situation? I will do no such thing, sir. There are cops parked outside this okay. house. Yeah, oh right. I will do right. nothing. Okay. But congratulations on your newly found <laughs> stonerhood. Then don't do it. <laughs> okay. Can people just ship it though? Oh, there's a, my mom had a, okay. My mom had Trey, a, just like, when I was in uh, middle school, my mom had a friend who, uh, her and her, uh, boyfriend had a whole scam where they would, uh, send weed across the country on FedEx uh, and they got caught and she went to jail. And my mom used to oh send God. her friend, um, uh, like soap digest, like, in prison or in jail like she wow. would like tell her all about what was happening on the soap operas how long was she in jail um a couple years boop it was a she was just a piece of a larger puzzle sure shout out to my stepdad hey. for no reason in particular uh, <laughs> anyways <laughs> we've derailed at the end right. of the podcast we're not even drinking um so yeah i'm gonna go one to of the best parts <laughs> jail yeah jail um, all right. But Friendsgiving. Anything else? Friendsgiving yeah. is good. Yeah. I love a Friendsgiving. Like, like, I like seeing people. I do like to say thankful things. Like, I, I don't know. I like the community. That's a good all. exercise. Yeah. Just what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for y'all too. Uh, thankful for this podcast. I'm thankful for um all the people that I get to work with and yeah. that I get to gas up and that, you know, get to, you know, 
do like a way. <laughs> this is such a douchey way to say it. It's like we get way cooler jobs than other people. That's <laughs> but true. I'm though. Gonna say we get to do cool things that like a lot of people don't get to spend their their work days doing. Yeah. Thankful for that. And that's pretty great. Thankful for. Uh, the, I don't know. I feel like I've zoned in on certain friendships in the past like year or so. And that's your thirties. It happens. Yeah. And you're like, oh. You care about me. Yeah. I can recognize that that now and see it for what it actually is. Yeah. I feel like I've chilled a lot and um, I'm thankful for Berlin. I'm thankful for Roscoe's. I'm just thankful for like consistent work. Yeah. For dicks. Yeah. For just getting to like scratch the itch. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you thankful for? I feel like there's a, um, oh, there's an anime called Honey (laughs) and Clover. Shh, shut oh, up what? shut what's, up shut up what's it called honey and clover don't okay. watch it. i mean maybe watch it when you're feeling some kind of way it's like very it's about kids in art school don't laugh at me trey there's about kids in art school i'll watch who it are like, don't smoke the weed that you didn't bring back yeah for sure <laughs> we we can not watch it and not smoke together okay um but <laughs> but uh no it's about kids in art school and it's a bunch of like unrequited love triangle type things mm. but also it's very like sort of nostalgic and pining for youth and all this stuff. But there's um there's a character in it that talks about all of the different things that she wants to create, like they're different boxes in her head. Mm. And it's like it goes on to the horizon forever, all of these boxes. And she's just trying to open all of the boxes as quickly and as well as she can until like she can't open any boxes anymore. Aww. And I feel like I'm really grateful for all of the boxes that I keep getting to open and all of the people that help me and the places I get to do it. Right. And I'm really thankful for this podcast. I feel like I've I've met a bunch of people through it that I never would have met before. Yeah. We've gotten to be better friends, which yeah. I'm really, really grateful for. This like weird little hoopty operation we've got is pretty great. <laughs> I like is it. Is it accurate? <laughs> yeah. I think it's good. Yeah. I'm grateful. Well... Cheers our waters. Cheers our Yay! waters. Thank you guys for listening. Um, this was our Thanksgiving. Um, thanks of the giving. Um, mail of the bag. We're thankful for you too. Yes. We are thankful that people listen to us. Thank you for continuing us to this. talk madness at you. Yes. <laughs> Cheers. T-Rex in Chicago. Lucky dot stiff. <laughs> I'm still lucky stiff too. Everything is terrible. Carl's still dead. Nobody loves me. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. The first Thanksgiving was a home... Invasion? Invasion. Hey. Look up the native land you're living on. Woo! And I am educated. (laughs) Oop.